0: Welcome to Vision Quest Health and Wellness. We are so happy to have you along with us today as we dive into information, the science of nutrition, but also the psychology and how we can better
1: our own health and wellness. Come along with us and let's get to it. Well, welcome everyone to Rooted in Health. I'm Lori Ventura with VQ Wellness here with Charlotte Backus, hosting the Rooted in Health podcast, focusing on all things nutrition. And today we are gonna be talking about hydration. It's the third uh, piece of a three-part series where we're focusing on nutrition basics, basically like a nutrition 101. So we talked about some some simple things to know, then we talked about uh, macros and micros in. in this week, we're going to be talking about hydration. These three episodes are part of a bigger series that focuses on nutrition as it relates to total well-being, health, um, and health. So physical, mental, social, emotional, all aspects of health as they relate to nutrition. So Charlotte, I'm excited to talk to you today about hydration. It's something that I think (laughs) You know, we throw around a lot. I know when my kids were little, if they had a problem, I'd say, oh, let's have a glass of water. <laughs> It'll yeah, make you yep. feel better. But I think there's some science to it. And I'm hoping we can talk a little bit about that today. So yeah. should we get started? Yeah,
0: yeah thank you. you. I'm, I'm doing good. Um, I love these. I look forward to these every week. <laughs> um, I love talking about everything nutrition and health and well-being because it's important. It means a lot to us. Um, we're happy when we're thriving. Um, but, yeah, to start, like, hydration is a big deal. <laughs> I don't think we realize how much because it's such kind of a, an innate thing. But 60% of our wa- like of the water um, is what is made up into our body. So it says approximately 60% of water. That's our bodies. So wow. it's more than half of our body is made of water. And so it has a crucial role and role in playing in our like organs, vitality, and body systems. Um, but even proper hydration can regulate body temperature. It lubricates joints. It transports nutrients it, and waste throughout the body. So it's a huge tool to our well-being. And I I know if you ever have been di- dehydrated and I think a lot of people have, we've all experienced it. You feel dizzy, you get headaches, you don't feel with it. And so it's really important to know kind of what goes into hydration.
1: All right. Should we talk a little bit about what uh when we say hydrated, do we mean just drink more water or um maybe you can tell us a little bit about what it means, you know, to be hydrated. Yeah. So, or, and ways, ways we can hydrate ourselves, And then we'll talk a little bit later about myths and misconceptions. Sound good? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that sounds awesome. And, you know, hydration isn't just water. Um, there's a lot of components involved in water. Um, that's, you've probably heard of electrolytes, but I wanted to touch on like dehydration and dehydration means there's an imbalance of, water in the body. Um, you hydration is you're happily hydrated. <laughs> you know, you're, you're perfect. Um, dehydration is you have an imbalance of water. Um, it's either due to lack of water or excessive water loss through sweating, urination, and other body functions. Just FYI, yes, we're gonna be talking about kind of in depth on urination. Um, I think it's important to talk about it, um, especially when it comes to hydration, but we'll get to that in the future. Um, Mild dehydration can also cause symptoms as in like thirst, dry mouth, fatigue, lack of sleep, um, severe dehydration can really lead to even more serious symptoms like confusion, dizziness, and even death. Um, I know I've can, experienced my grandparents who've had sickness and hadn't been drinking enough water to where they become very delirious because they were dehydrated. Um, that's my grandma's actually going through that right now. She got pneumonia, but she wasn't drinking enough water, so she has been very confused, and it's really interesting to see how that how hydration can really play a role in that and how that confusion is caused because of the dehydration in the body. So that recommended daily water intake can vary. Um, I want everybody to take this with a grain of salt. There is that like drink at least eight cups a day kind of saying that's always been around, but it really depends on you know age, gender, weight, physical activity level, climate, a whole bunch of stuff. And so we'll kind of get into how to understand how much you need. Um, but drinking water is not the only way to stay hydrated. Um, this is the hugest thing when it comes to nutrition is Fruits and vegetables are your friend because they are loaded with great water nutrients. And so if you are eating an abundance of good fruits and vegetables, you might not need as much water because you're getting locked through your food. So that's important. Um, and other beverages, it's not just plain water. You can still get hydrated on, yes, coffee, yes, tea. Um, you can still get hydrated on things like that. They are liquids, but I wanted to dive a little bit more into just, not just like water, but electrolytes that are involved into hydration. But first I wanted to, you know, ask you, have you had any experience yourself of feeling dehydrated? Can you remember like any of the symptoms you've had before and how you have like what you could look
1: for if you're feeling dehydrated? Yeah, exactly. The things that you had, you know mentioned earlier, so um, lightheadedness, um, obviously I had a headache. Um, I even started to feel a little bit nauseous, and so I don't. Oh, yeah. I because I wasn't able to remediate my dehydration, and I still had to continue like to put forth effort. Like I wasn't done with the activity that we were doing. Um, and so I grossly underprepared <laughs> for the event. I'm embarrassed to say. And I was young. I was probably like 20. I mean, I was younger. So I, and like n- not really in this space anyway in a professional manner, right? So just like big in- outdoor enthusiast, love to go do things, overextended like on a hike to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and coming back and we didn't plan enough. And so I feel like at some points I was even hallucinating, you know, because I kept thinking I was seeing like that next threshold and I was like, no, that's, it's just a switchback. We're not there. And I kept making sure like, you know, being done. Um, But that's kind of an extreme situation. I've noticed also like just in daily life, being, being a mom and working on the days that I, you know, I usually carry like a refillable Vessel. and so on the days that I haven't done that, like even just like dryness in, in my lips and in my mouth, um, mm-hmm. a little bit of brain fog. Yeah, and 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 I don't know if this is just my age or not, <laughs> but possibly like a little variability to my um, mood, and so I know that there've been a lot of there's been a lot of research lately about how drinking water can help reduce some of that, you know, ebb and flow we feel in the day with our emotions, maybe even reduce some anxiety and stress. So um, that's been interesting to me. So I've been mindful of that, like, you know, on days I know that are jam-packed or especially for our kids, you know, like really trying to have them be hydrated. Mm -hmm. But I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, and,
0: and I do want to note that even, like, cer- certain medical conditions, like kidney diseases and diabetes, they can, hi- like, affect hydrate levels, but activity is a huge thing can, that can affect hydration levels. Um, like you said, it's really good to kind of prepare for events if you're doing big events and whatnot as far as activity, and if you know it's going to be hot, it's really important to make sure leading up to the event you're drinking enough hydration. I, I don't like to say water all the time because it's not just water that's involved. It's electrolytes that's important to load up on. And also know that you don't want to overload. There's, you know, we always tend to think this is how kind of society works. It's like, oh, hydration is good. Okay, drink, 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 drink. And you're drinking so much then you actually get too much, hy- mm-hmm. you know, hydration, And so... It's really important to make sure you're planning and doing it based on your body. And and again, we'll talk about how you can find for yourself what works for you because everybody's different and it changes daily. I wish I could say, drink this amount of glasses every day, it's gonna be perfect. But no, some days like you, let's say, had less sleep, your body's gonna need more water. Let's say you did a really, really hard workout, you shredded into those muscles, your muscles need water to surround it to restore, and so you're going to need more water and you might retain a little bit more water too. So it's all a balance. Um, but I kind of wanted to get into the myths because there's a lot of myths surrounding mm-hmm. hydration. Um, did you want to read some of them out?
1: Yeah. Let's get to that part. I That's love it. my favorite this is section. <laughs> you only uh, you only need to drink water when you feel thirsty. Yeah. This one's tough because I
0: think one of the, um, indicators is like, you know, Oh, I'm thirsty. I need to drink water. Um, but sometimes you're not even thirsty and you need to drink water. I tell a lot of my athletes this when they're riding, usually you're not going to want to drink water when you're really concentrated on going hard in your workout or whatnot, but that's going to be crucial. So, you know, thirst isn't always accurate for indicating of dehydration. Um, especially in older adults. Um, it's important to drink water regularly throughout the day to maintain these levels, these hydration levels. Um, so don't always use thirst. Don't wait until you're thirsty. Usually, if, especially if you're doing activity and whatnot, if you're thirsty, you're too late. Same with, like, hunger. If you're, if you're hungry, you're too late. So it's important to know that that's not the end-all be-all for knowing your hydration.
1: Yeah. So, what what is your recommendation? Like, what's the best way for someone to respond if they're, you know, noticing like they're visibly thirsty, and just in everyday life, and then maybe in in sport, you know, because there's kind of maybe there's two different yeah solutions. Yeah. But you know, what should someone do if they are either chronically thirsty or feeling like having episodes, or should they just chug some water? Should they have you know, what are your yeah? Thoughts? It's
0: it's it's really you know we have to learn from our mistakes to understand ourselves. So if you're in a situation like that, really note it. Like, note, like, okay, I might have not drinking enough leading up to this event, or I might not be drinking enough daily so I can change my habits to drink a little bit more in the morning so I feel better in the afternoons. But I do have to say, have you ever, like, gotten home on a really hot day and, like, just chugged some water? And that feeling of just, like... Like you're so thirsty, that is like a really good sign of like you have not. That's when our bodies are really saying, "Hey, I, you have not drinking enough." I do have to say, it's a really cool feeling to be like, "Oh my god, I love water! This is the best thing ever." <laughs> um, best. But also, it's a sign that maybe you're not doing enough throughout the day. Um, so it's really important to just kind of know your habits and whatnot. And if you really struggle to drink hydration and water throughout the day and and if you find yourself not drinking enough and then you get home and and you're like oh my gosh I really am thirsty drink that water but also before or after wait some time and start to add electrolytes in there because we don't want you to just I call log up on water mm-hmm. because again hydration is all about balance and you can't be overhydrated either and sometimes if you're very dehydrated your body's gonna try to over and you could drink too much and we don't want that to happen mm-hmm. whereas like you have too much water in your body and our bodies do a pretty good job with flushing it out like if you notice you drinking a lot of water you pee a lot you're always going to the bathroom you're like oh my gosh i have to go again i kind of have that problem too so i know that like that's even a more indicator of you need to either add more electrolytes throughout your day or you don't need as much water. But it's really important to kind of notice how your body's reacting to it. And here at TMI, urine is a huge, huge thing to listen to. I mean, both ends yeah. of everything, um, that's really important for us to keep up to date with with ourselves and understand. It's Yeah, it's a little awkward to talk about, but it is one of the most important parts because it's what we are excreting. It's mm-hmm. what our body is getting rid of. And it's important to know if we're getting rid of it all and what it is. So
1: I think that's a great topic, too, for another podcast, uh, just because, you know, health can really be measured by your waste. And yeah. um, like you said, and so I know there's all kinds of folks who spend a lot of time in that space. And um, as a mom of four kids, they're oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of times I would do, you know, you know, I can kind of do a quick wellness check on them when they're little, um, you know, if you're helping them in the bathroom and stuff. And so it is actually, I'm totally comfortable in that space. Hopefully our listeners will be comfortable hearing us talk about it. But when you talk about urine, that brings me to this other myth. I'm going to jump down a little in our list here. Clear urine means you're well hydrated. Yeah, well...
0: Not necessarily. Clear mm-hmm. could be an indicator that you could be overhydrated. Um, a good indication of this is like you have clear urine and you're urinating every hour or so. Too often to where it's just annoying. Um, that again is your body's not retaining enough electrolytes. So there's an imbalance. So your body's like, I gotta get rid of this extra water. Either I don't have enough electrolytes to help balance it out. Or I have too much, and so your body's got to get rid of it. Again, our bodies are amazing at taking care of stuff like this, but we also don't want to always keep stressing it because this is stressful on the body. Yeah, it's like, I can handle this a few times here and there, but consistent stress of overhydration or underhydration um, is, is hard on the body. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not okay. the best way to monitor hydration levels.
1: It's something right. good to look at. So let's talk about how much we should drink because we know we don't want to be under or over hydrated, right? So we're looking for that balance. And I think I heard you say it's really personal. But the myth that I hear a lot is you need to drink eight um, glasses of water per day. Can you talk a little bit about that recommendation? Oh, it's that. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's
0: like what? Why? Why eight cups? Like or eight glasses? Yeah, uh, like exactly. sixty-four ounces. <laughs> Okay, why like what do, does that mean your baby needs to drink <laughs> that's a lot of water for a baby or you know a seven foot tall basketball player needs to drink that no mm-hmm. so we'll kind of go into the future of exactly why this is urging me <laughs> um <laughs> but it's not the end all be all i think it's a great set point i think they had a great mindset for this of like at least trying to keep people hydrated to some extent but eight cups a day for everybody is very different our age, our gender, our weight, our physical activity, where we live, depending on the time of year, um, it all plays a huge factor. So it's not eight cups every day that is recommended nowadays. Okay. Um, it's again, we'll get into it about how to kind of know if you're hydrated because it's going to be different every day. And for women, you know, based on your period and your menstruation cycle, it's very different too. You can actually, during menstruation, you can have issues with electrolyte imbalance. So it might be more important to add more electrolytes or add a little bit more water, or you can even have issues with being dehydrated a lot faster. So we have to kind of just know like it's it's different and we just have to kind of go along it and use these indicators to really kind of understand our hydration levels.
1: Okay. Do you want, and we'll talk more about the kind of the different approaches a little later on. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. All right. Next myth. Sports drinks are always better than water. <laughs> Thoughts on that?
0: <laughs> oh, Gatorade, you know, yeah. that's all everyone thinks Gatorade. I mean, there's Powerade, there's, there's body kind of- armor. There's all this stuff now. Right. Um, those, those are good. Only if you're doing high intensity, long hard workouts in the hot sun (laughs) um they have a lot of sugar in them Mm
1: -hmm. if you look
0: at like now they have the zero calorie options which might be better um but again they're a sport drink so if you think of drinking a sport drink when you're not doing sports it's way too much electrolytes they put a lot of sodium in there a lot of potassium a lot of magnesium which we'll get into for electrolytes and sugar um to help someone who is profusely sweating, profusely going through electrolytes and hydration um, while doing exercise. Now, if you're drinking that throughout the day, again, electrolytes are important, hydration is important, but we cannot overdo it. And so, f- I always like to recommend you all to look for a daily electrolyte and and not and make sure it's enough, but not too much, like sodium. You want to make sure it has a good balance and. Nun, like the tablets, mm-hmm. they make a daily they make daily ones. They make rest and recovery ones that are way lower on the electrolytes for more like daily hydration because it's important to drink water throughout the day, but it's also important to add electrolytes in there at least once a day. And you can make your own too. I mean, these are products that you can buy and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't afford that. You can make your own too, um, by adding just a little bit of sodium bicarb, a little bit of Salt, just a tiny bit, because you really don't need that much. You just need a little bit.
1: It might be kind of fun to uh, see if we can get a special and link um, a coupon to some of our favorite electrolyte drinks um, in the show notes.
0: Yeah, that would okay. be awesome.
1: All right, we'll talk um, about that. Later.
0: Yeah, stay tuned for that.
1: <laughs> Great, uh, Next. But
0: Yeah, any and if you're like, I can only get these sport hydrations – just do half of the mix. If you get a sport hydration tablet, just use half of that tablet. You don't need as much. Um, Yeah.
1: Sounds good. Okay. Coffee and tea is dehydrating. Are dehydrating. Coffee and tea are dehydrating.
0: (laughs) That's (laughs) This is a really funny one because everyone it's true to some extent, but it's not the coffee and the tea. It's the caffeine. Caffeine is a diuretic because it kind of just increases your urine production. So coffee and tea, if it's caffeinated, you'll find yourself kind of more frequently going to the bathroom. Meaning you need to kind of up your hydration, and mm-hmm. um, because it just you're getting rid of water a little bit more, not retaining it as much. Um, but and if it's. Sofa-
1: de- Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Would soda go in that category too? Like caffeinated? Yep. You know?
0: Any kind of thing with any caffeine. Now, if it's like decaf, it might not. But again, it's a really good indicator if you're like drinking coffee. I always know when I drink like coffee in the morning, I'm like going to the bathroom right away. Both mm-hmm. ends, you know. <laughs> it's a great. coffee's is awesome. Um, but we have to, have to make sure you're like with my coffee, I'll make sure I have a glass of water or some a glass of water with some apple cider vinegar and lemon juice so um, yeah before or after just making sure because you have to kind of confiscate for the extra urination okay good to
1: know um all right and our last myth let's see this is a good one for uh the folks who live in chicago you don't need to drink water during the winter yeah Obviously, because yeah. I guess people are thinking it's not hot outside, so they're not sweating, right? Right. So don't we need always to think, yeah, we always think we lose
0: hydration through sweating, um, mm-hmm. but movement and breathing and body, um, like digesting food, all of this stuff, um, you can use hydration. Um, so, even if you're not sweating, you still need to hydrate. It's important.
1: All right. Well, let's yeah some myths. Thank you. Okay. Let's, and hopefully the listeners enjoyed getting, uh, educated on those myths. Now let's look at the signs of hydration and, um, what electrolytes are and what they do for us. So So maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. And then also how the body needs and uses them and what, yeah.
0: Yeah. So electrolytes are really important. So this is all part of hydration. Yes, there's water. It's important to find that balance. You want to make sure you're kind of even on water and electrolytes, but then you're like, oh my gosh, well, what are electrolytes and why do we need them? Um, but what they are there, we were talking about macros last episode. Now this is kind of into the realm of minerals. Um, we have micros and then we also have minerals and so these minerals carry electric charges in the body, including, and, and these are sodium, potassium, chloride, magnesium, okay. calcium, and bicarbonate. Um, they're important for maintaining proper fluid balance, transmitting nerve impulses, contracting muscles. So that's why you cramp or you have, a, it's the restless leg syndrome at night. If you ever have had like jumpy legs at night, that's also a sign of um, electrolyte imbalance but they also regulate pH levels in the body. And that's pH meaning acidity and basic. So you have acids and you have bases. And our bodies want to try to stay in the middle and try to stay at homeostasis. So that's that pH level. We want happy pHs. We don't want our body to be too acidic. And we don't want our body to be too basic. (laughs) Um,
1: So yeah, go ahead. We want to talk a little bit about each one of these electrolytes and their function. Yep. So, or do we, we talk a little bit more um, about sweat and what happens?
0: Well, first, yes, when we sweat, we lose both water and electrolytes. So we don't just, you know, you might look at your sweat, and sometimes if you've ever done a really, really hard workout outside and you've sweat a lot, you notice there's this, like, saltness on your skin. Or if you've seen ever like, the – the cyclists like who like hang up their jerseys after like a four hour ride and it's like white yes. that's salt and that's from your sweat and everybody has different sweat rates and how much salt and sodium is in. so salt and sodium is in their sweat but that's what happens we we lose both water and salt and this is why it's really important to replace both water and electrolytes during and after exercises and, and so forth um, but I kind of wanted to design, dive into like exactly what these electrolytes are. So you've got sodium, which is the most abundant electrolyte in the body, and it's important for maintaining fluid balance, transmitting nerve impulses, and contracting muscles. So we want to, if you are overhydrating, something you can do is have a little bit more sodium to help maintain that balance. Um, potassium is important for regulating heartbeat muscle contractions and fluid in the body. So it's a huge indicator for, and our heartbeat is what pumps that blood through it all. Like, again, like I mentioned, the, the electrolytes are like electro. They, um, they have impulses. They help those impulses kind of go through our body. And so again, back to my grandma, she has a pig valve. And so she has to be careful with her potassium levels. She can't have too much, but she has to make sure she has just enough because if, if it's unbal, if it's imbalanced, um, that pig valve will have a lot of difficulty kind of beating mm-hmm. like her heart rate. So she'll have issues. Oh, is that something that she checks
1: regularly or how to, you yeah. know, is it? Some-
0: oh. Yeah. And so she, something- she really regulates her food too. She has to make sure that she doesn't have too many bananas. Um, she'll know she will know so yeah so and so yeah we have chloride next um which is important for maintaining fluid balance and is often found in salt so sodium chloride that's table salt um mm-hmm. yeah. um some chemistry here <laughs> um which is it's what is most commonly lost through sweating, so that sodium and the chloride, that's table salt. So that's why it kind of has that salty if you tasted your sweat, which sometimes you do because it's just there. It tastes like salt. <laughs> um, and then we have magnesium, and that's important for regulating muscle and nerve function, heart rhythm, and bone health. So this one, I, magnesium is very important. And one way you know that you might need more magnesium is if you ever go to bed and your legs are twitching or your muscles are spasming, it's because again, that muscular and nerve function, the magnesium helps calm. And and you might notice like even things that say, you know, like calming before bed, magnesium yeah. helps with that. Um, But again, it really helps with that bone health as well and the heart rhythm. And so second to last, we have calcium and calcium is important for building and maintaining strong bones and teeth. We all know that everyone says like got milk. Um, but necessarily it's not milk again, like episode one, read your labels. Um, but it's really important also for helping all of your body process these other electrolytes. Um, but it can help with the muscle and nerve function. So we kind of need calcium. If you ever look at like electrolyte, things you'll see, like at least it has potassium, sodium, magnesium. Um, And then it also has calcium and calcium helps kind of everything become more retainable, kind of puts the whole picture together. And then so embarking on our last one here, it's called bicarbonate. This is baking soda. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, This bicarbonate is a base. It is one of the most basic bases, Um, lowest on the pH level. And a lot of, if you've ever heard, a lot of athletes have sodium bicarbonate loaded. Um, yes. There's now great cream that you can put on called Amp Human that you can put on your legs instead of indi- ingesting because if you overdo it with the bicarbonate, you will have a lot of disruption in your stomach because you're such a
1: stressed. It's not
0: fun. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It's not fun. Um, but it's what it's important for is regulating pH levels. Because it's a base... Sometimes if your body's too acidic, so if you're like, if you've had acid reflux, or if you have like big stomach aches, mm-hmm. you will go get Tums, right? Well, flip over the Tums and take a look at the Tums. It will have a little bit of bicarbonate in there. Not too much, but just enough to help with that acidity. Cause a lot of what is involved with, you know, upchucking or, you know, regurgitation um, is too much acid in your stomach. So it pushes it up. So these electrolytes have a lot of functions in the body. And so I just want you to understand that these are important and we can't forget about these, but it's also really good to just like really understand these specific contractions and functions for each electrolyte. Um, They play a critical role for our bodies, um, retaining, you know, fluid balance, nerve function, muscle contractions, but also like sleep and recovery it's it's very important
1: i was going to ask you you know talking about here when we're going through this list the first one you know sodium i'm wondering what your thoughts are um about sodium testing so that's something that we offer through our lab and um i think you've done it with yeah i think you have had your athletes do it too right the ones that you coach um and i just didn't know you know what your thoughts were about that, or maybe we want to talk a little bit about it, or if you want me to, about that sodium testing process that folks can do, you know, uh, uh, athletes who are doing like a major event, especially in the hot weather, it's super important, I think, but also how it could be applied to people who are doing, you know, like these fundraising events, like um, different walks or, yeah. Um, bike rides. And they might not consider themselves athletes yet, but are having physical demands on their body in the, in the summer or in warmer climates or whatever the variables might be. Um, is that something maybe they should consider too?
0: Yeah. I think if like you're an active individual, whether it's low activity or high activity, it's really good to know your sweat rate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty, the sweat tests are awesome. I love doing that. I did one with Alan Lin from Scratch Labs a few years ago. Um, you know, you put a little strap on your arm and you go do a really hard effort on the bike until you sweat. I'm not a heavy sweater, but my sodium rate of like sodium that I sweat out was high. So I yeah. didn't sweat much, but I sweat a lot of sodium. So, and then, you know, I had some teammates that sweat a ton, but their sodium levels weren't as high. So it's really good to know how your body sweats and what that sweat test does is it takes how much sodium you lose in an hour of this kind of activity so let's say you're doing this like hard effort just to kind of get sweating it takes you lose this amount of milligrams per hour so then you know based on you that's what you can put in your bottle you can Mm -hmm. read the ingredient if it was 1200 milligrams then you put in 1200 milligrams on that one bottle and you just drink that and that will completely and perfectly give you the sodium you need.
1: Yeah. So I think I've, it's
0: really important.
1: Okay, good. Because I feel like I've heard, you know, from the folks who've come into the lab and had the sodium testing done, um, you know, that same thing. Like they think, oh, I'm a big sweater. And I'm like, well, that's one factor. But the next is like the concentration within the, the, yeah, batch, exactly. right. And so, yeah. and I loved how it kind of gave them recommendations for, before the event, during the event and after, mm-hmm. um, you know, I even thought like say you're getting married and <laughs> it's going to be hot. I was just at a wedding in Mexico. Right. I was thinking, yeah. You know, and then I'd love the other application that they did, um, you know, for the chefs, right. In yeah. Uh, yeah. And how, how they found out that because they were sweating so much, they were oversalting the food. That's a great story. Is that Alan? Who tells that story? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And they've obviously, Scratch has created such fantastic products. I know we're, you know, not really publicized. I mean, you know, trying to promote anything intentionally, but it's hard to ignore. They've created such great.
0: Well, I just made his, his rice cakes are my favorite because they're salty and savory and they're perfect. Um, But yeah, see, we're going down loophole.
1: (laughs) Pioneer. Pioneer for sure. Okay. Let's talk now about um, what's next for us, Charlotte.
0: Yeah, Um, electrolytes and muscle contraction. So I know I mentioned a lot of electrolytes are good for muscle contraction, but I kind of wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the science of Mm -hmm. exactly how and why, Um, because they play a critical role in muscle contraction. So if you've ever had, you know, you've been out doing a long activity and your muscle just like seizes and cramps, that's an electrolyte imbalance. And a lot of people think it's either they didn't have enough electrolytes but some people can be overdoing it. Cause again, there's this like push with the Gatorade and all of the electrolytes to take a lot of electrolytes and some people can overdo it. So again, finding that balance that works for you. If you are cramping, say, okay, have I had enough electrolytes or are you drinking a lot of electrolytes, like too much and not enough water. So again, the balance, um, they transmit those electrical impulses. And so between these nerve cells and the muscle cells, you have these electrolytes that are contracting. And so when a muscle contracts, so when a muscle contracts, it shortens. Um, And that's when you're pedaling a bike. Um, It's a concentric kind of sport or running. Running is a little more eccentric where your muscles kind of extending out, but it still contracts. And Mm -hmm. so to do that, um, it does so in, in responding to a signal from a motor neuron. And this neurons are so tiny. They're really small, but they are everywhere around our body. And this signal triggers a release of calcium ions in the muscle cells and those then bind to proteins called troponin and tropomyosin. um, That then, the binding allows for the sliding of the actin in the myosin filaments into the muscle, leading into a muscle contraction. And the actin and myosin are types of muscle fibers in our muscles. But again, I just wanted to kind of dive into the science of, you know, you got the calcium that binds to a certain protein that then kind of acts within, you know, well not acts, but it allows the sliding of the muscle fibers it's to then contract yeah it's it's scientific <laughs> um but so that process of the calcium release and the binding to the different kind of proteins um it facilitates um it's facilitated by this electrolyte you know calcium And so other electrolytes, like sodium and potassium, are also involved in the process of this muscle contraction. So it's not just calcium. So sodium is important for generating this electrical signal that triggers the muscle contraction. So that calcium kind of does the work. It binds to the things, whereas sodium's like triggering these kind of signals of you need to go do this. Mm
1: -hmm. So when
0: this electrical impulse reaches the muscle cell, Um, it causes this temporary influx of sodium ions in the cell, so they just, like, sprout. And so this creates a positive charge that stimulates this release of the calcium, which then does the work, so then it causes that muscle contraction. So sodium's kind of like that precursor. And so then we move on to potassium, which also plays a role in that muscle contraction by helping relax the muscle after it contracts, because If you've ever must like had a cramp and your muscles like just oh it's the feeling makes me like uh shiver but it's like where your muscles just like spasming there and it's not relaxing that's what that potassium does it allows it to kind of relax after the muscle contraction so it can contract again um it is insane how fast our body works if you think of like pedaling a bike or running the speed that we're doing if we're doing high cadence that's all muscle contraction It's crazy how fast our body has to work. And so again, upkeeping with those levels will keep your body fluid and going. But so potassium after these muscle contraction, these channels open into the muscle cell membrane, which allows these potassium ions to flow into the cell, helps create and restore the cells resting potential, which is like back to normal state and prepare it for the next contraction. So I know it's a lot of science and it's a lot of jargon, but I want you to just understand that these components of electrolytes, they're not all the same, but they have major importance for that proper balance um, for muscle contraction.
1: And release too, right? I mean- release, yeah.
0: We can't just contract all the time, it would really hurt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you. That was awesome. I feel like I wanted to, have um you know those cartoons where they sketch it out yeah, yeah
0: exactly <laughs> yeah. showing like the like muscle all,
1: yeah yeah like um little transporters okay so let me ask you this so this idea let's get back to the eight glasses of water a day so we know that it's it's complicated right there's way more okay. science behind um the balance of electrolytes and um and what's actually happening Um, in our muscles when we're hydrated or dehydrated. And so what I love about that is that we know that's there. We know, you know, 90% of the population doesn't even know what we don't know, but we don't need to because we have all of these um, people who who understand it and who create products for us to help us. Um, And so that's why like working with a coach or getting, you know, some data points on how your um sweat like how much you know the concentration of your sweat and what your actual hydration needs are for an event Mm -hmm. is really helpful um so but let's talk about like the everyday person then when we're saying well okay i'm not concerned about a major event i just want to know like should i be drinking eight glasses of water a day or am i going to overhydrate myself i feel like a lot of our folks in the wellness world in that space, you know, they, they want to know like what the best thing is to do, right? They're actively seeking to improve their overall health and well-being. So what kind of recommendations can we give them, um, around that eight glasses of water a day? Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Like what, what's our team? Yeah.
0: So yeah, that eight glasses of water has been around for decades. Um, there's kind of a new, the Institute of Medicine, IOM, um, which kind of provides newer general guidelines to daily water intake. They suggest that men should drink 3.7 liters, so that's roughly 13 cups of water a day, and women should drink 2.7 or roughly 9 cups a day. Um, but again, however, it's important to note that these recommendations are just a base of average average population needs. Um, this, there's a lot of various factors that can change this, with body weight, activity level, climate, and health, health conditions. So, one way you can monitor your health, hydration levels is to kind of pay attention to the color of your urine. Yes, I know, here we go. Um, but if your urine is light and yellow, um, light yellow or clear, it's a sign that you're hydrated. Now, if it's frequent, we know that maybe you're too much and it's clear all the time. Um, you might notice your urine's like a little bit more yellow and more pungent in the morning because we kind of go we sleep that eight hours so we go without water for eight plus hours and so you will know it's a little bit darker so that's why hydration is so important in the morning when you wake up it's good to have a cup of glass water sorry a couple of water um, mm-hmm. or coffee and some water. <laughs> um, if it's still dark throughout the day and it's pungent, because I don't know if you've noticed, but like if you eat asparagus or what's yeah. the other one? Asparagus. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blinking. Asparagus makes your water or your urine smell interesting. Yes. Um, I thought, beets. Don't be afraid if you see yeah, like a red urine Yeah. Um, after consuming beets because they will do that. Um, that's always scared a lot of people. But again, the thing is, if your urine is darker colored throughout the day and not lighter towards the end of the day, or that like light yellow or clear and not frequent but just enough, um, you know that you're a little bit dehydrated. So another way to stay hydrated is to pay attention to those thirst cues. And I know we are saying you know it's not always something to indicate. All of these things I'm talking about is something you should always kind of look at the whole picture. It's not just one thing, you know, but if you are really thirsty, again, it's really good to note, like, all right, if I'm really thirsty, this means I have not been drinking enough. Um, you can, again, a lot of these fluids can come from fruits and vegetables and soups. So always keep in mind and always try to focus on a well-balanced diet to help with this hydration. Um, and now again, additionally, like during hot weather exercise, it's important to drink more because you're gonna be sweating a lot more and breathing a lot more. That's why high intensity exercises you you need a little more hydration. Indoor training, if you're at the gym or if you're riding on an indoor bike, you will definitely need a lot more electrolytes. You will lose a lot. Um so those are good. The urine's always a good indicator, it's something I use a lot. Um mm. And it's important to just try, you know, it's not freak out in the morning if it's a little bit more yellow, but if, it, if it's in the morning and it's super clear, you know, you're like way too hydrated and you might be drinking too close to bedtime, which can hinder your sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. And let, We're gonna talk in a minute about um, hydration and sleep. And we've been spending a lot of time on that. It's one of the foundational pieces of our wellness programming. Um, and so we're probably gonna close our podcast with that but I wanted to ask you um, just real quickly in revisiting those recommended amounts from the Institute of Medicine. So I was just doing some quick calculations here. And so for the recommended men, um, about 3.7 liters, I think that's roughly 125 ounces. Do I have that right? And then
0: 18 times 13 or eight times 13.
1: And then so here's what, what I'm asking. So one of the things we've done in, in like our different wellness activities, we do, you know, water challenge and um, for the most part, now everybody can't participate in the same way because getting back to, you know, the re- recurring theme here, which is, you know, we're all individuals. So any recommendations are general and there are obviously people on either end of that that have to make, you know, modifications and can't it wouldn't be good for them to follow those general ones because they have different health needs. Right. But um, yeah. one of the things that we were doing was, um, you know, basically taking your body weight in pounds and then um, drinking half of that in ounces. So mm-hmm. if you're 120, you would be pounds, you'd be drinking 60 ounces of water. So I think um, in a day. And so I was you know, thinking about that recommendation and because most of the people, actually had a hard time with that some folks said that you know that was overhydrating them but that even is less than you know for example like i don't know i think that's less than like a man here would be drinking you know 125 ounces Mm -hmm. say robbie's like 180 be drinking 90 in the challenge so um there's a little bit of you know, leeway in interpreting yeah. that, right? So right. so what are you, do you rec- ever recommend in ounces or do you typically follow these um, guidelines here with IOM?
0: I like to I like to follow the guidelines as a base, mm-hmm. but, you know, a lot of it's just being intuitive again, like always saying, you know, how is your hearing colors today? Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of awkward, but... It's our bodies. They're important. Um, I think
1: about like a two liter bottle. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So I don't know. It's interesting. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try to go for the 91 ounces and see what happens. Yeah.
0: See if it's too much or too little. I mean, if you're very active throughout the day, it's, you need it. It's 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 also elevation. (laughs) Like, yeah, if you're higher in elevation, you're going to need more electrolytes. Mm -hmm. You're going to need more hydration because you have less oxygen. So your body's working harder. Um, right. Thanks yeah. For that. Yeah. So I wanted to close because yes, we always think, you know, muscle contraction is a science of everything, but hydration is also really crucial for the benefit of sleep and overall health. It's more than just muscle contractions and water loss and water intake. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you're saying your mood changed that one time you're really yeah. dehydrated. Well, the first one here is it improves cognitive function. So dehydration can impair that cognitive function. I mentioned it with my grandma, who's didn't drink enough. And so she got very delirious. Um, she didn't really, she wasn't there. Um, it can really lead to difficulty concentrating and memory problems and fatigue. So at a really severe case of dehydration, you can see people getting lost or not with it. So again, the proper hydration can help maintain that optimal brain function, because again, our bodies are 60% water and our mm-hmm. brains are a lot of that water. Um, so it can really improve that mental clarity. And then water or hydration can boost mood. So when you're dehydrated, it can have that negative impact on mood. It's kind of like when we're hungry. We can get hangry too because our bodies are like, this is wrong. I should not be going through this. So it's going to be sending signals of where you can have the feelings of tension, anxiety, irritability. Um, so staying properly hydrated can help improve the mood. I'm not just saying it's hydration that's going to make you happy. Um, it's a bigger picture than that. It's going to be you know nutrition, psychological health but this is a component to that and so this is where hydration can promote better sleep having adequate hydration can improve your sleep quality so we've got REM sleep we've got deep sleep those are the two biggest components of where our body's at night working really hard to restore and get ready for the next day um so when the body's dehydrated it can cause the body to produce more stress hormone, which is cortisol. And cortisol Mm -hmm. is what helps us get up in the morning, feel active, and that's what interferes with sleep. So that proper hydration can help regulate the cortisol levels to improve sleep quality. Now I do want to note that it's not too smart to drink a lot right before bedtime. Mm -hmm. You might want to keep a glass of water by your bedside, but we don't want to be waking up a million times in the night to go to the bathroom um mm-hmm. so just keep that in mind right but, so it's hydrating
1: throughout the day that helps you sleep better at yeah. night
0: yeah it's not like oh shoot i forgot to hydrate i'm gonna drink a lot before i go to bed probably not the best idea <laughs> um but again hydration is also like it supports immune function so it's important for maintaining a healthy immune system we've got your white blood cells that fight off all the the evil things that try to get into our body. Um, so not having, and what they need to do is have flow. They need to be able to flow around the body to attack these things. And so dehydration can weaken the immune system, make it more susceptible to infection. Um, and then the biggest thing too with hydration, if you're having some stomach issues, we'll get to some gut health in the future uh, next month, Mm -hmm. but, hydration and water can also aid in digestion. If you think of it, our stomach, our stomach has stomach acid and that's, that's water. It's very acidic. Um, but again, it has to be created and if you're not hydrated enough, your stomach acids will reduce and the water within your stomach to break down food will reduce. So you won't have good digestion. So digestion to go through our intestines and all that you need, you need water. So Dehydration can also lead to constipation and discomfort and bloating because your body isn't able to kind of push the food and all of the bolus through. So it's important for more than just muscle contractions. And I just wanted to end kind of with today's We we have all these things focusing around, you know, drink a lot of Gatorade or drink eight glasses of water but what it really comes down to is focus on your daily needs we always try to find this one result for every single day and it's going to be different especially you know your age as you age you might need more hydration your activity as you're doing more activity you might need hydration if you're pregnant you will definitely need more hydration so it's a huge factor and it's good to always just go based on you take all the information that's out there that I just explained. It's good to know like these parameters, but always focus into yourself because the coolest thing about our bodies is it's more intuitive than we think. Our body's always telling us these signals and stuff all the time, but we sometimes just don't understand them exactly or miss them. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to kind of be intuitive to your body. And so if your body's like, again, really, really thirsty and you're like chugging water, you know, okay, maybe I didn't do a good job today on hydration. (laughs) And if it's hard to hydrate, I get it. Like we go daily in life and we forget about things. So the great thing about technology is there's reminders on your phone. You can get these, oh my gosh, these fancy water bottles that like light up and blink. And they're like, drink me. (laughs) And if you're like, oh my God, I hate water, which is kind of where I am at. I'm not a big fan of plain water all the time. Sometimes it's the best in the summers, but one way you can enhance it is lemon juice, a little bit of apple cider vinegar to make it tangy. You can also infuse water with mint leaves, basil leaves, all these different kind of things to kind of you can also put like fruit in water and just mash it up and it has like just this natural essence to it. So there's ways you can drink. Um and then like even if you enhance it with fruit, crack some Himalayan pink salt in there. And you get some sodium so you got some electrolytes we don't always have to be spending a million dollars on all these products we can find it in our houses and stay hydrated
1: sounds great well thank you for sharing um, all of these great insights with our listeners and i love as always spending time with you and just um, having all my questions answered and uh, talking you know in further in depth about these these um different things and today was hydration it was it was fun and I um have some ideas. I'm gonna give the two point seven liters a try. We'll see how it how it goes.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. You'll have to remind us on the next episode
1: of how sounds it sounds <laughs> All right. Thanks Charlotte <laughs> yeah, and thanks thank you everybody. Nice. <laughs> Bye. Bye.